Welcome to Aviation Career Podcast. My name is Carl Valerian. I'll be your host today. Has your medical been deferred or do you fear having a deferral? Well, fret no more. Today I have with me aviation attorney Chris Pazala to discuss deferrals and how to navigate your way through the FAA process of successfully obtaining your medical. If you have a question, by the way, uh, for Chris or for the podcast, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact. This episode is sponsored by AviatorsClinic.com. AviatorsClinic.com is flight medicine for pilots by pilots. Use the coupon code AviatorsClinic to get a free scholarships guide. By sponsoring us, they actually are giving away 50 scholarships guides in their name. You know, whether you're a student pilot preparing to solo or a veteran crop duster, their goal is to get you into the air and keep you flying. Aviators Clinic understands how nerve-wracking doctor's exams can be. Their goal is to make the process as easy and painless as possible. The Aviators Clinic provides first, second, third class physicals and also basic med exams. And also, uh, for those folks with color vision issues, they have an Optic 900, an FAA-approved alternative color vision test. Flight physicals are free of charge for student pilots 17 years old and younger. Aviators Clinic has two convenient locations in Naples and Pompano Beach, Florida. So book your appointment today at aviatorsclinic.com. And we really appreciate them giving away those scholarships guides. Use that coupon code aviatorsclinic to get your free scholarships guide. There's going to be 50 of those. Well, again, today we're going to talk about your medical. Has it been deferred? And now what do we do? And with me today is Chris Pazala from uh, the all, all Offices of Robert Strummer. Chris, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Always great to have you on. Hi, Carl. Great to be here. Yo, Chris, uh, we all fear the deferral. Actually, I don't fear it as much as I used to now that I have a little bit more knowledge. And uh, I think uh, this is going to be a great show to help other people uh, get that knowledge so they don't live in fear of, of having a deferral. So first of all, <clears throat> the uh, as far as the deferral is concerned, the person that's actually doing this deferral is your medical examiner. And I've always heard things like, well, when we talk about it just amongst ourselves, we always say like, oh, I've been denied my medical. And that's not probably what's happening, is it? Correct. Uh, there's actually three things a medical examiner can do. Uh, the medical examiner is the first person to see you after you've completed the online application. The examiner can approve the application, uh, assuming that you meet the qualifications for a medical certificate. He can deny it, which uh, is rare. You don't see a denial so often. Or the medical examiner can defer it. And we see that in about 5% of cases uh, where the examiner defers the medical certification. So the 5%, wow. You know, it's funny because I, I think in general we think, oh, my gosh, it's like 50% or something. It's not true. Uh, some people, I, I think, uh, say, well, I'm afraid of, of being deferred. Uh, but uh, so, so as far as that's concerned, does... Now, and I've seen this happen a lot where someone wants counseling and they say, well, my medical's been denied. And how can you tell if this medical's been denied or deferred? How do you actually physically figure that out? Uh, the examiner should tell you uh, whether it's a denial or deferral. Uh, and the examiners don't like to be the bad guy. So most of the time, uh, they're going to defer even if they think it's going towards a denial on the off chance that uh, the FAA's office in Oklahoma City might decide that they do actually want to issue a medical certificate. And also, if they defer it, uh, the FAA's office might be able to provide uh, some guidance on how to get that approved. So uh, denials outright are, are very rare at the um, medical exam level. So, Chris, now I have this. Uh, let's let's go forward with a deferral. I have this deferral, and the medical examiner says to me, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to defer this. So, so what's next? What do we do next? 
Uh, well, in that case, uh, the office in Oklahoma City, the FAA headquarters, is going to look at uh, the medical application. In a lot of cases, they're just going to go ahead and approve it. Uh, there are certain conditions that the headquarters has to approve. Uh, regardless of your eligibility, it's always going to be deferred. Uh, we see that after uh, a lot of major events, heart attacks, strokes, uh, and other uh, lifetime conditions as well. Uh, the second possibility is that the headquarters can look at this and decide that they need more information. And this is very common, uh, especially with uh, things involving substance abuse, alcohol, DUIs, drugs, uh, where they're going to reach out to the, to the pilot and look for more information. And the third possibility, of course, is that they could also deny the medical. Uh, we do see that in some cases as well. When you say they may request more information, if you don't mind, I'd like to dive into that a little bit. Like, do I have months? I mean, how does that how does that work? Like, hey, I, I need more information. Do they send they call you? Do they fax you? Do they email? Uh, so the FAA will never call or email you. They'll always uh, send you a letter. It's their formal process. If it's super critical, they'll uh, make it certified. Otherwise, it comes in the regular mail. And they're going to ask you for information. One of the questions I get from pilots all the time is, can the FAA see my medical records? And the answer is no. The FAA cannot see your hospital medical records or your doctor's medical records. So if there is something that they need, they're going to reach out to the aviator, to the pilot, to get that information. Interesting. So they can't, so you have to push the information to them. They can't just go out and look at it. That's correct. Uh, there's very little that the FAA can reach out and get on their own. The only things they can really get on their own are the National Driving Database, National Driving Record, and information from Veteran Affairs. Uh, we've seen some of those. Gotcha. So this is something you'll have to do is, is keep this ball moving forward. What if you don't actually give them the information they need? Uh, usually you'll get a second or a third letter asking for the same information. Uh, eventually, though, if they do not get the information, they'll send a letter saying that they were unable to determine your eligibility and that they're not issuing a medical certificate. Interesting. All right. So if you all right, so that's that case is that you give them all the information, you move forward and they, they give you your medical and everything's fine. But how about where they actually de deny you an actual medical now? Now what? What happens then? Uh, so medical can be denied. Uh, that is not a lifetime denial. That's just a denial of the present application, which means if the condition is resolved or more information comes to light, uh, you can reapply. And every time you reapply, they will reevaluate uh, fresh with any new information you give them. So if you've been denied, you want to go to uh, an AME expert, uh, one who's worked with denials, and can help you get the right testing and uh, paperwork in order to go and reapply and take those swing at and that resource, by the way, at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash resources, there's a company that uh, I use. Uh, it's one of, of uh, a few out there, and they're, they're really good. Uh, so check them out. It's in the resources page. There's a lot of other good stuff out there, too. And, of course, if you need help from, uh, from an attorney, uh, of course, you can get called Chris Pazala, and we'll get you in touch with them at the law offices of Strumer Law. Uh, so... This denial, you said you can start applying right away, but I'm assuming that you wouldn't uh, recommend doing that right away until you figure out what the actual problem is. Uh, right. If, if nothing has changed, uh, you'll most likely be denied a second time. So uh, it makes sense to uh, go and, and get treated for the condition and get the paperwork and then work with an AME expert to figure out what paperwork the FAA will need in order to uh, reevaluate and hopefully improve that application. 
So to add to that, uh, Chris, a lot of the career coaching that I do has to do with medical issues. And I will say when they employ the services of somebody who's an aviation medical expert, uh, things many times will go much smoother and, uh, and they can actually make this process easier for you because they're holding your hand along that along the process there. So really good idea to, to kind of figure out what they need. And sometimes you can actually get uh, the information is just because there was a mistake in some of the in something like maybe it was your EKG or something like that. So really interesting stuff, though. So they can you can reapply at any time. But obviously, you want to get somebody like yourself involved. So if you're doing this reapplication um, and you've had a denial, does that hurt you in any way? Uh, if you've had an outright denial, that does uh, limit some of your options because uh, the basic med and light support are no longer available. Um, but if it's just a deferral and then and that deferral ends up becoming an acceptance and they do end up issuing a certificate, that does not hurt you. So if you do comply with the process and go all the way through, uh, then that's not a problem at all. You know, interestingly, we talked about deferrals. Uh, there actually can be a, a positive outcome, right, as far as deferrals are concerned. Uh, so, so what would be, say, a, a positive outcome of actually getting a deferral? Uh, so a deferral allows the FAA uh, headquarters to go ahead and take a look at the application, which is important because uh, pilots think that if the examiner approves their medical, that that's it, that's the end of the story, and that's not the case. Uh, the FAA will review all the files eventually and do an audit. And if there was something in there that should have triggered a deferral, the FAA will now come back to the pilot, and this could be six, eight months later, asking for that same information. And now, now it's a crisis. Uh, you're into flight training, you've spent a lot of money, you maybe have a job offer, or you're into a cadet program, and you suddenly have your medical in jeopardy. So if you have anything that may need a further review, it's better to do the deferral up front, get through all the paperwork, and get an approval right from the FAA headquarters then to find out later that you just spent 20 grand and now you've got to put your career on hold. Absolutely. Great advice. Um, you know, what most of my clients and, and if you go to a, a good flight school, they'll say to you, Hey, listen, you know, make sure you can get your medical and if just get your, your medical history and your ducks in a row and just look at yourself, say, Hey, is there something that I may not be able to, uh, or that may stop me from getting this medical. You can find that out actually easily on the website as far as the different uh, limits. Uh, say, so for instance, and we talked about this, uh, you have diabetes. Does that mean I can't get a medical? Well, you can eventually, uh, it may get deferred if you walk in the door with this, uh, but, uh, but it's something that you can eventually probably get a medical uh, if you're working with somebody to, to work through that process. Uh, so it's a great advice. The big thing here is just make sure before you start flight training, you know you can actually uh, actually pass a medical. We talked about this uh, deferral as being a good thing for those that are starting flight training because then you can you know, get all your ducks in a row before you start flight training, making sure you can actually make it through all the solos and stuff like that. But there's another uh, positive, maybe, uh, to having a deferral. We're trying to look at this from a positive viewpoint, uh, is a uh, possibility of, of uh, you know, not getting a, a revocation, right, from the FAA? Right. So if you do get a medical issued and then later it's determined that you're not eligible, uh, the FAA uh, will send that to their legal department for a possible revocation action. And now you're into court and now you're into lawyers. 
um, just, uh, not something you want to get into if you don't have to. So if you have a condition that might be questionable, it's better to flag that with the AME. And if in doubt, let them defer that to Oklahoma and make the decision on the front end versus having the legal department chasing you down a year later to try to take back medical. Interesting. So from a, a you know, philosophically, uh, as far as deferrals are concerned, say you do have a condition uh, that causes a deferral. Uh, say you get a letter from the FAA that says, hey, we need additional information. That's not truly a deferral from your medical examiner, but these are kind of similar there. Uh, you have some time uh, to complete this information. It usually says that when you get your letter. Uh, but in general, uh, those can be extended from what I've experienced. So I'm wondering uh, what your experience has been as far as, you know, the amount of time you need to collect this information. Uh, the usual time frame is either 30 or 60 days, depending on what they're asking for. Um, I get asked this a lot. Uh, you know, how hard are these deadlines? Uh, certainly as a lawyer, I always try to uh, comply with every deadline, but to be honest, it's not always possible. Uh, we have cases where the clients need to go get additional testing and it may be two, three months just to get into the doctor's office. So uh, I don't, I tell the clients not to panic about the deadlines. Usually you'll get a second letter requesting the same information. And ultimately, if you're not going to be able to comply with them, it could be six months or a year before the legal department comes to take the medical. So uh, if you can't comply with it, the best thing to do is just send back a letter saying that you, know, you acknowledged it, you're working on it and uh, you'll get it done as quick as possible. And the worst case scenario, of course, is they take the medical, and then when you do get all the tests done, you go reapply at that point. Uh, so I, I don't want to tell anyone to ignore deadlines, but I wouldn't lose any sleep over them either. Absolutely. You know, having had a lot of experience in this field, uh, usually those deadlines can be extended fairly easily, and you're right. Uh, don't lose too much sleep over that. But here's another part of this. Say you do have a medical condition, and this is more advice to somebody that does have a medical condition that is causing a deferral uh, or the, the inability for the FA to issue them a medical certificate. Uh, you have to really evaluate whether the, it is cost effective for you to go forward with the FA medical. And what does that mean? Like say, say you actually have something, uh, a condition, that actually is going to cost money, uh, quite a bit of money possibly, to enable you to actually get your medical, you actually need to sit there and look at your financial condition say, okay, yeah, this makes sense for me to work on this. I'll give you an example. Say you're a senior captain at an airline and you need to spend $5,000 on a medical procedure. That makes sense, right, to, to go forward with it. But if you're somebody who's just getting started and you're gonna see a, a, a lifetime of possibilities of medical issues uh, throughout your, your career, that's when you have to reevaluate. And that's not something we, you can answer here. We have to do that on an individual basis. Um, but, but I'm sure that you've probably seen this where you have people in different stages of their career and, and I, I'm assuming just like I've had to do is say, hey, listen, you know, this may not happen. You know, this, just be ready and have another career uh, in, in your back pocket in case uh, something goes sideways. Uh, we do. We see a lot of folks. Uh, we actually see a lot of folks second career or hobbyists getting into it. Uh, and in that case, it may not be worth the cost. So we'll do the best we can to advise what's going to be involved with going through that process. Uh, one of the things I'll note is that if you're just flying for fun, uh, light sport works really well. But if you apply for medical and you're ultimately denied that medical, uh, light sport is no longer an option. So uh, a lot of times we advise the clients who are on the fence of being able to get a medical to go try the light sport and see if they like that first. 
before they accidentally give away that option, uh, trying to get a medical. Absolutely. That's some great advice uh, is just go ahead and start with the light sports, even see if you're interested in this and then move forward with that and see if it's worth it for uh, to go out and get your medical. You'd be surprised though, uh, as far as you know, what medical conditions you can have and eventually get uh, a medical approval for even a first class medical. Uh, so don't give up if it's something you really want to do. Uh, just remember sometimes the best path isn't necessarily going and getting your medical getting deferred just like like uh, Chris was saying you know get all those get all that information together and work with somebody work with a counselor or somebody who's a medical expert or, or an attorney. Uh, so Chris, this has been some really good information. you know your medical's been done, been deferred now what do we do? Uh, obviously if you can't get it back and, and you really think you should uh, have a medical and you have a good case uh, with the FAA, uh, you're going to go to an aviation medical expert. How about an attorney? Is that somebody that you would loop into this process? Uh, on the attorney side, uh, we mostly help folks with uh, personal statements or collecting documents. So th this is most helpful with uh, DUIs uh, or substance-related items. If it's something uh, truly a medical condition, uh, an aviation attorney can review your case, but in reality, it's really going to be a, an AME expert that you want to uh, engage. So we usually just uh, send those folks over to the best expert we can find and let them take them there. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Uh, Chris, where can they find you online? Uh, so we're at uh, streamerlaw.com. And uh, actually, I guess I can announce it now. We are in the process of moving our office from Daytona to Miami. So by the time this goes to air, we should be in our new Miami location. That's outstanding. Well, we're going to come visit. Uh, maybe we'll do a video down to your office next time. That'd be kind of cool just to, to have the next uh, video. If you have questions, by the way, for Chris, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. We'll shoot them over to Chris. We'll actually have him back on, do a couple of Q&As. Uh, any other questions, legal uh, or medical, please send them in or anything in, in your aviation career. It's been a really exciting time in aviation. Actually, it's always an exciting time in aviation because it is so much fun to be uh, in the world of flying in general. Whether you're a flight instructor or somebody that's looking for the airlines uh, or you want to fly people down to the Keys in a seaplane, it really is a cool time to, to be in aviation. Well, Chris, again, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you, you coming by and I hope you'll come back again. Thank you, Carl. Definitely. And don't forget, if you're looking for those scholarships, guys, we do have a, a new sponsor, aviatorsclinic.com. Use a coupon code aviatorsclinic to get one of those free scholarships, guys. They're uh, nice enough to sponsor this show, and they're giving away 50 scholarships, guys. Uh, so we really appreciate them there. And they are also in uh, South Florida, so they're really convenient. They're in Pompano Beach and Naples, uh, not too far from the law offices of Strumer Law. Well, folks, uh, one of the things I want you to do is if you're worried about this, if you're worried about a deferral or your medical, reach out and get some counseling. Uh, go to a, you know, an aviation medical expert, possibly an attorney, depending on, on what the case is, uh, or sign up for coaching like we have here at Aviation Careers Podcast. But make sure that after you're done with this, if you have any concerns with your medical or with your career in general, you actually do something about it. And also, don't forget that if you're going to want to move forward in your career, your life, it's not going to happen unless you get up and move and you do something. So I want you to do this. I want you to take one step today to move forward in your career and in your life. Well, folks, here, talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, 
Compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.